Welcome to the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. I love it when Steve Z calls out the radical progressive liberal woke leftists for their lies and hypocrisy and double standards. Well, hi, howdy, hello there, greetings, felicitations, salutations, good day. This is the Truth Hurts Program with Steve Z, where we tell it like it is. I am right probably about 98% of the time. And it's not because I am a genius or I am perfect in any way, shape, fashion, manner, or form. It's also not because I choose to talk about so-called safe topics. In other words, I could be right 100% of the time if I simply said on the show every day, this is the Truth Hurts program and I am Steve Z, and the grass in the front yard of Studio 63 is green. I would be right 100% of the time if that's how I opened my program and that was all I had to say and then closed the program. But I do take on some controversial topics. And sometimes that sparks debate, which is great because debate, as long as it is civil, as long as it is polite, as long as it is cordial, is good. It helps both sides of any issue to hopefully find middle ground. Sometimes, however, people choose to argue with me and they do it only for the very sake of arguing. Some people thrive on arguments. Some people cannot go through a day without some sort of verbal confrontation, altercation, argument, debate, and they refuse to even see the other side of an issue. Take for example the abortion debate. I know that abortion is the killing of a human life. Now, some people just need killing. People on death row convicted of heinous crimes, they just need killing. People who do really stupid things like walk into a gas-filled room and light a match, they just need killing. But an innocent, unborn child who has never even seen the light of day yet doesn't necessarily need killing. I posted something on social media yesterday that I received from social media and it was quoting a highly respected Guttenmacher report Guttenmacher report and apparently the article for which I was quoting appears to have been something that was possibly hacked changed or someone put in their own figures and put the Guttenmacher Institute's label on the top of it this report basically said something to the effect of less than 2% of all women who have abortions do so because of medical necessity. In other words, the life of the mother is in extreme danger. This all came about because of a social media post that I started. It said, quote, you are entitled to your opinion. I am entitled to my opinion. That's how it works. You have your viewpoint. I have my viewpoint. Arguing to the point of violence, hatred, name-calling, etc. is pointless, ignorant, and not worth losing a friendship over. You may love grapefruit. I may hate it. I might be allergic to it, but I don't fault you for loving it. 
Same for other issues, religion, politics, healthcare, economy, motorcycle brands, Coke versus Pepsi, Ford versus Chevy. You may have valid reasons for your point of view. You may have even had experience on one side of an issue, but I too may have also had experience on the other side of the same issue. And I might have valid reasons for my point of view. Again, not worth losing a friendship because we disagree on a single topic of discussion. No two people will ever agree on every single thing. And what a shitty world it would be if we ended our very friendships because we didn't agree on chocolate chip versus Rocky Road. The same things that made us friends to begin with are still there. So don't cloud those because we may not agree on something else. You do you, I'll do me. We can choose to not discuss those things that we disagree on. Or better still, we can choose to discuss them in a calm, rational, reasonable manner and hopefully find some common ground. That's all I said. Nowhere in that monologue, nowhere in my statement that you are entitled to your opinion and I am entitled to mine, nowhere in that entire piece that I just read to you was the word abortion. Nowhere. An individual who I ride motorcycles with, a young lady, who I really have a lot of respect for. She's very outspoken, outgoing, polite, highly intelligent and organized individual, said, quote, Steve, these have not been discussions about ice cream. And I agree that everyone is entitled to their opinion and that it should be respected up till that opinion being forced upon someone else. And that's what is happening here. My issue with people does not arise from them being pro-life. It comes from them forcing others to follow their ideology. If we found ourselves in a weird dystopia where the government was trying to force every woman to have an abortion, I would fight equally as hard for their choice to have a child, if that's what they wanted. Respectfully, she says, if you feel that you can maintain a relationship with someone who, in your opinion, supports the murder of babies, maybe you should stop involving yourself in these conversations. I feel very strongly that I do not want someone in my life who can look me in the eyes and tell me they're glad I don't have control over my, over my own body. Because this is not just a disagreement with my opinion. This is forcing me to abide by your opinion. I'm going to stop it right there because I never mentioned abortion whatsoever in my statement. Not once. Abortion was brought up by this individual. And I certainly cannot force anyone to abide by my opinion. If the law of the land in which you live says you cannot murder a baby in the womb and doing so is illegal, you can still do it. No one is stopping you. You can still do it. You will be breaking the law. It might be a little more inconvenient for you to break the law than it would be otherwise. But I am not forcing anything upon anyone. Not, not even a little bit. The difference between liberals and conservatives is, generally, in the grand scheme of things, and again, generally speaking, if a conservative disagrees with the sale of marijuana in his city, he doesn't buy marijuana in his city. He doesn't go overturn vehicles and burn down public buildings and riot in the streets and demand that marijuana not be sold in a city. That would be forcing their opinion on someone. That would be forcing action based on their opinion. 
if Democrats choose to fight for something, if liberals choose to fight for something they believe in, they riot, they burn cars, they tear down buildings, they cause violence in the streets, and they demand that you comply with their wishes. That's exactly what's happening in the abortion debate right now. Oh yeah, if we can't have abortions in this state, we're gonna break the law. We're going to violate the law. We'll show you. We're gonna scream louder, break shit, and we're gonna demand that you do what we tell you to do. Now, if you think I'm just being silly about this, I wanna let you know something that's going on in the city of New Orleans, Louisiana. And this should scare the living hell out of all of you. The state of Louisiana has what is called a trigger law. You know, law, the things we're supposed to abide by, the rules we're supposed to follow, the things that make orderly society, orderly society. Louisiana has a trigger law that said, if Roe versus Wade were overturned by the United States Supreme Court in Louisiana, abortion would automatically become illegal and that doctors performing that procedure could be held liable for violating the law. And in extreme cases, even women who seek abortions or seek to facilitate abortions for others, men and women in fact, they could be held as accessories to a crime. Helena Moreno is the council president in the Democrat-controlled city of New Orleans. And she is pro-baby killing. She is pro-abortion. According to AP Politics, New Orleans city council members want abortion prosecution to be, quote, lowest priority, unquote. It's kind of funny. The DA in New Orleans is being investigated and possibly prosecuted for tax evasion. He could lose his law license. He's one of these guys who already lets people out without bail and recommends low to no bail. Just go ahead and let this 50-time offender out on his own recognizance. Crime is rampant throughout New Orleans. I don't think anything is a priority in the city of New Orleans when it comes to law enforcement. But according to this AP article, a resolution by three council members requests abortion cases be given priority only when a woman has been coerced or forced into an abortion or when abortion is involved in the investigation of another crime. A resolution calling on police and prosecutors in New Orleans to make investigations and prosecutions of abortions, quote, the lowest priority for enforcement, unquote, was introduced by three New Orleans City Council members led by Helena Moreno, the council president, a district councilwoman named Leslie Harris, and the vice president of the council of the city of New Orleans, J.P. Morrell. And it is directed at city departments, including the sheriff and the district attorney. It calls on abortion cases to be given priority only if a woman has been forced into an abortion, or when negligent conduct threatens a woman's health, or when abortion is involved in the investigation of another crime. In other words, we know it's the law that you prosecute those seeking and giving abortions. We know that there are stiff penalties set forth by state law. State law trumps local law. Federal law trumps state law. But it lists the purposes for which city funds shall not be spent, including surveillance or investigations of people or organizations to determine whether an abortion illegally has occurred. Remember, abortion in Louisiana is now illegal. 
The council released a news statement saying the resolution will be considered by the full council on July 7th. And Louisiana's trigger law says that most abortions are illegal. So this is what the city council, who claims to want to solve crime, is doing. They are basically saying, we'll excuse the crimes that we don't like to worry about. In other words, we're going to pick and choose which laws we choose to enforce and poo-poo on you. That's the kind of garbage that goes on in Democrat-run cities. They don't like a federal law, so they just openly violate it. So back to my social media post in which this individual was very, very upset because I have my opinion, and I guess she thinks I'm not entitled to that. I think she's entitled to her opinion. She says, this is not just a disagreement with my opinion. This is forcing me to abide by your opinion. I don't think so. She says, if you're such a staunch believer that a woman should not have the right to make decisions about her body and want to maintain relationships with people you know do feel strongly about it, stop involving yourself in the discussions. Remember, my initial discussion never once mentioned abortion. This individual, this woman, chose to make my statement about abortion. She says people are also allowed to have their lines in the sand, the hills they will die on that they feel strongly about and not feel guilty for distancing themselves for others who disagree. I don't want to be friends with a racist, a sexist, or someone who abuses animals. Would you agree that that's reasonable mentality to have? Those are very obvious examples, but everyone feels strongly about different things. So I'm going to stop for a moment and break that down. In her statement, if you are not a staunch believer that a woman should not have the right to make decisions about her body and want to maintain relationships with people you do not feel strongly about it, stop involving yourself in the discussions. Well, like I said, the discussion I was speaking about did not mention abortion. But this is not just about your body, young lady. It's not just about your body. If we were talking about piercings, I don't like piercings. I don't like sticking holes through my body. That's why I have no piercings. But that's your body. Therefore, it's your choice. If you want to have a piercing, go for it. Tattoos. I have no tattoos. But if you want to stick needles through your skin and inject ink because it somehow makes you feel more empowered to have a tattoo, some mark on your body, it's your body. It's your choice. Go right ahead. Get a tattoo. If you're fat and you decide you want to have a tummy tuck or a stomach stapling or gastric bypass surgery and you want to lose weight, that's your body and that is indeed your choice. If you want to dye your hair purple or shave it off completely, it is your body. It is, again, your choice. If you have a hairy back and you want to get waxed or shaved, it's your body. It's your choice. But when it comes to the body you are growing inside you, where you made 99 out of 100% of the time a conscious decision to remove your panties and allow some male to penetrate you with his penis. And through that action, you become pregnant. Unless you're a nine-year-old girl who doesn't know about the birds and the bees, unless you were dragged into a back alley, drugged and beaten and raped, unless you were forced into that sex act, you bear the responsibility for bringing that life to be. That is it. You have within you 
not just your body now, but another body. So are you saying that your body, your choice should trump the other individual's body, their choice? They have no choice. You are forcing upon them your beliefs. They do not have the ability to argue that point with you. They don't have the ability to have an opinion. They are a human life, without a doubt. They have a heartbeat. They feel pain. My response to this young lady was, respectfully, I am not trying to force any ideology upon anyone, simply stating my opinion. And I do believe that in rare circumstances, there are indeed medical reasons to terminate a present pregnancy, ectopic pregnancies, where the fetus has zero chance of survival. Spina bifida, other life-threatening medical conditions to not just the mother, but to the child. Doctor-identified birth defects, rape, incest. I just disagree with the excuse of inconvenience or I'm broke so that someone can simply control Z and end that life because they chose to have unprotected sex and oops, now they're knocked up. According to different sources, about 95% of all abortions are because people made bad choices to have unprotected sex with their bodies. Contraception is out there, but to wait until the eighth month where that baby could certainly survive outside the womb and then jam a vacuum cleaner in the back of its brain stem and suck it out and murder a living child. And then, because you're not doing it yourself, you're doing it at some organization that received previously federal funds that organization then turns around and takes all those teeny tiny little hearts and pelvises and livers and spleens and pancreases and eyeballs and sells them to the highest bidder. But they claim to be nonprofit organizations. The presidents, the officers of those organizations all live in multi-million dollar homes and drive very expensive cars and throw lavish parties because after all, at the end of the year, they can't show a profit. But if they spend all the money throughout the year, as long as the bottom line shows no leftover money, they get a tax break. There are people out there who hate guns, telling gun owners that the gun owner should not have the right to keep and bear arms, an actual constitutional right, and that all guns should be banned because they hate guns. That's the difference between liberals and conservatives. There are those who believe that abortion is murder. I'm one of them. There are people who work hard to speak out against that practice. I am one of them. There are actually people out there who will scream and shout and cry and create havoc about an animal abuser because a poor doggy can't fight for itself and it's cruel and unusual punishment to chain up a dog in the backyard. Yet, that dog's life is worth more to a person than a human life. They are willing to fight and torch buildings and tip over police cars because they feel they have the right to murder a baby, but they will scream at the neighbor because the dog is hungry. Hmm. The same people will not give the same care about a defenseless infant at three months, seven months, nine months gestation. 
This is not ice cream or car brands. It is a 95% of the time remedy for an inconvenience and less than 5% for actual medical threats to the life of a pregnant woman. According to this item that I read, it was 2%, less than 2% for actual medical need. I'm not trying to be a dick here. Each side has valid arguments and valid points to make, and I'm glad that we have thus far in this thread remained civil despite ideological delta between us. I'm not on here bashing your decision to offer transportation to someone seeking a ride to a state that allows unfettered abortions. Actually, I applaud your willingness to do so because I respect you as a person. I can only hope that you would respect my right to feel differently. This young lady says, I respect your right to feel differently. What I do not respect is your support, which is what is coming across by your involvement in these conversations that a woman is not allowed to decide what happens to her body unless she experiences something horrific. And in many states, Louisiana included, not even then. And that's what this is. You are saying that because of what you think about life and conception, I should not be allowed to make this decision, even if I think differently. Is that not what you're saying? And then it goes on to the source that I quoted, which says 2% of abortions, according to the Guttenmacher Institute, are the result of medical necessity for the life safety of the mother. This went on in about six hours of back and forth debate. So for clarity, I will say, according to a statement that was provided to me by what I thought was a reputable organization, 0.001% of abortions result from pregnancy that was caused by an incestuous relationship. 0.065% the woman's life was endangered by the pregnancy. 0.085% the woman was actually raped. In other words, not just trying to blame it on some person. 0.288% the woman's physical health was threatened by the pregnancy. 0.294, the woman's psychological health was threatened by the pregnancy. In other words, she's nervous, she's upset, she's ashamed, she's embarrassed, she's worried what her friends might think. 0.66%, there was a fetal abnormality. 6.26%, the woman aborted for social or economic reasons. And 92.33%, it was elective, it was something she simply chose to do. In other words, her body, her choice. But again, what about the body of the baby, the human baby? I simply responded, I understand your opinion, but does the other life get a choice? I'm just wondering. Then it went on to a, where did you get this image? It's not on the Guttenmacher website or included in their article that I read on reasons for abortion. It's just something you picked up and posted. Under your reasoning, no one has the right, right? How do you give a zygote a choice, she says? How do you ask a being with cellular structures no more complex than a parasite if it wants to exist? Well, because I firmly believe that life begins at conception. That's just my belief. But how do you explain wanting to have the right to go in at month eight or month nine even and just simply control Z Control-Alt-Delete and start over and just suck it out, throw it in a trash can, but don't forget to harvest those great body parts. And then you get to go out 
three, four weeks later when you're not so sore and have unprotected sex again. I said, I simply value both lives, the mother and the fetus. Just like animal lovers who value sea turtle eggs as much as sea turtles. Just like I like spotted owl eggs just as much as I like spotted owls. Those same people who will go out and chain themselves to trees to make sure that the babies and the little eggs in an eagle's nest aren't disturbed by construction and logging operations because the life of that egg had no choice in the decision to tear down the forest. Those same people have no qualms whatsoever about murdering a baby in the womb. According to the Guttenmacher Institute, on their website, Annual Abortion Statistics, 930,160 human lives were murdered in the form of abortion in the United States in the year 2020. That was up from 862,320 in 2017. Guttenmacher's selected annual abortion estimates for the last 20 plus years are listed here. I'm not going to go through because numbers simply don't translate well. At one point, 1.31 million abortions occurred in one single year, the year 2000. Based on available state-level data, 887,000 abortions took place in the United States in 2019, up from 872,000 in 2018. The Guttenmacher Institute claims that they compile figures after contacting every known provider of abortions, clinics, hospitals, physicians, offices in the nation. It uses questionnaires and health department data, and it provides estimates for abortion providers that don't respond to its inquiries in part because Guttenmacher includes figures and, in many instances, estimates from all 50 states, their totals are higher than the CDC. People have reasons for doing what they do. But unless you can tell me that mama's life is in grave danger, she could die if she carries this pregnancy to term, or unless you tell me that there's zero chance this child will be brought into the world without major Spina bifida, no brain, brain outside the skull. Some horrific, horrendous, horrible, life-altering birth defect. I will not be convinced. I put forth my figures. Where are your figures to counter my figures? And of course, there are two sides to every story. It is what it is. You have your opinion, I have mine. But before this individual ever knew what my position was on Roe versus Wade, on baby murder, on abortion, we've been pretty good friends. We ride motorcycles together in the same organization. We go to the same types of restaurants. She will now likely choose to not even look my way in the future, which is fine. I owe her nothing, she owes me nothing. But as I said in the beginning, the very, very beginning, before the word abortion was even brought forth, my friends, I said very simply, you have your opinion that you're entitled to. I have my opinion that I'm entitled to. I didn't bring up the abortion discussion. You did. I would much rather sit at a restaurant 
have a beer and talk about whose motorcycle is faster or which brand of motorcycle has less problems, which ones perform better on the track. I would sit at a table with this individual and discuss axe throwing, Coke versus Pepsi, which is your favorite brand. Do you like grapefruit? I'm usually very careful away from this microphone, very, very careful to not talk about religion, politics, healthcare, the economy. I would much rather have normal conversations that normal people have, because that way there's no major argument. But on this forum, this social media platform, I was not the one who brought up anything to do with abortion. Folks, I have run out of time and spent way too much of my time and your valuable time discussing this one topic and argument. But I'm sure this happens each and every day in many of your lives. It's just a damn shame that the people on the left believe that if you speak your mind and you offer your opinion and you support the law of the land, somehow you are evil. You should be banned and banished. You should not be allowed to live. I guess this individual wishes today that I would have been aborted or that someone decides to abort me today at 59 years of age. Go out there and make it a great day, everybody. We'll see you on the next episode of The Truth Hurts Program. Thank you for listening. Opinions expressed are protected free speech under the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. We apologize if you were offended, but we retract nothing. Thank you.